Welcome back, listeners. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we've got a real treat for all you fluid dynamics enthusiasts out there. We're diving into a particularly riveting study titled Improving 3D Synthetic Jet Modeling in a Crossflow. That's right, Jen. This paper comes from the ASME Journal of Fluids Engineering and explores the intricacies of synthetic jet actuators, or SJAs, folks. These are zero net mass flux devices with a wide range of applications. From helping control flow separation on aircraft wings to enhancing heat transfer in electronics, synthetic jets are pretty versatile. Now on to our main course. Let's get into the meat of the paper and break down the key concepts like circular synthetic jets, CSJs, crossflow, and modeling techniques. For our listeners not familiar with the jargon, no worries. We'll be sure to explain terms like blowing ratio, stroke length, and momentum coefficient in layman's terms. And once we get into the core of the episode, we'll cover the research paper's objectives, methodology, and their fascinating results. We promise not to skip any juicy details. Absolutely. We're talking about comparing entire SJA modeling with more computational-friendly, neck-only, and jet-slot-only approaches. So thrilling. And we won't stop there. We'll explore the implications and applications of these findings. How does this research impact the fields of aerodynamics and thermal management, for instance? Finally, we'll wrap it up with a conclusion that recaps the main points and our personal reflections on the broader relevance of the paper. Just a heads up, listeners. Today's episode will be a bit more technical, so strap in, grab your notebook, and let's ride this synthetic jet stream together. Jen, shall we start with the introduction? Let's do it, Tom. Here's a paper that pushes forward our understanding of synthetic jets and their behavior in cross-flow scenarios. By comparing different SJA modeling techniques, the researchers aim to enhance the precision of simulations while cutting down computational costs. Right, Jen. They look into three methods, modeling the whole synthetic jet actuator, focusing on just the neck region, or solely on the jet slot area. They use a technique called URANS, short for Unsteady Reynolds Average Navier-Stokes Simulations, and they're interested in how these different methods stack up against each other. Now, before we lose anyone in the computational fluid dynamics CFD sauce, let's remember the real-world implications, Jen. Oh, for sure, Tom. Improved SJA models lead to better controlled airflow on airplane wings, more efficient combustion in engines, and even optimally cooled electronics. The potential applications are as varied as they are impactful. Stick with us as we delve into the paper's objectives, unravel their methods, and reveal the outcomes of this compelling research. And by the end of this episode, you'll not only grasp this complex topic, but appreciate the elegance of synthetic jets in crossflows. So, whether you're a budding CFD analyst, an experienced aerospace engineer, or just someone fascinated by fluid mechanics, there's something in this episode for you. Let's get started. Do you ever find yourself wishing you had a pet dragon, Jen? Oh, all the time, Tom, but where would I keep it? My apartment is way too small for a dragon. Worry not, dear Jen. Nano Dragon Dynamics is here to solve that very problem with their teensy-weensy fire-breathing buddies. Tiny fire-breathing buddies? Tell me more. Imagine a creature, no bigger than a speck of dust, soaring around your teacup, heating it to perfection with a microscopic blaze. That sounds oddly specific and incredibly adorable. 
But what about precision tasks? I've heard they're good with their little flames. Absolutely. Nano Dragon Dynamics dragons are not just cute. They're trained to solder the tiniest of microchips. Talk about a hot fix for our cold, techie hearts. But wait, Tom. Can these minuscule beasts help with personal hygiene? You bet your pearly whites they can, Jen. These dragons are engineered to zoom between your teeth, wielding their fiery breath as the most epic flossing team you've never seen. Nano Dragon Dynamics unleashing minuscule beasts for monumental tasks. And I thought only big dragons could make a big difference. Think again, Jen. Visit nanodragondynamics.com to adopt your own nano dragon and add a hint of mythical to your mundane. Just don't sneeze, or you might send your dragon on an unexpected adventure. Haha, <laughs> that's right, Jen. Nano Dragon Dynamics, because who said fire-breathing dragons had to be big to be mighty? Hello and welcome to our podcast. Today we're tackling a topic that's nothing short of a breakthrough in quantum chemistry. We're going to unwrap the complexities of the linear scaling local natural orbital CCST approach for open shell systems. That's right, Tom. This is not just any scientific paper we're reviewing. It's a game changer for how chemists can model high spin open shell molecules, which are notoriously tricky to get right due to their complicated electronic structure. The paper outlines an algorithm that promises to make these calculations both feasible and accurate. And as always, we're here to break down these intricate scientific concepts into more digestible bits for our listeners. So whether you're a seasoned chemist or just science curious, stick with us, and we promise you'll learn something new today. Let's start with some contextual background. This paper holds significant weight because open shell molecules are involved in many chemical processes, yet they pose a real challenge for computational methods, especially when they have a high spin ground state. Exactly, Jen. The conventional methods like density functional theory are often not precise enough, and more accurate wave function-based approaches like the coupled cluster method, including singles, doubles, and perturbative triple excitations, which is abbreviated as CCST, were previously too computationally intense to apply to larger systems. The paper presents an extension of the local natural orbital LNO coupled cluster method which is designed to handle open shell molecules with high spin states. This extension promises to retain computational efficiency while dealing with the complexity of open shell systems. The key concepts from the paper we need to understand include local natural orbitals, coupled cluster methods, and open shell systems. All of these are critical components of the method the paper presents. Starting with local natural orbitals, these are a compressed set of orbitals that allow for a compact description of electron correlations. They are derived from occupied and virtual molecular orbitals to reduce the number of interactions that need to be considered in calculations. Then we have the coupled cluster method, which is a highly accurate technique for calculating the electronic structure of molecules. CCST is often seen as the gold standard of quantum chemistry due to its balance between computational cost and accuracy. And when we speak of open shell systems, we're referring to molecules with unpaired electrons that exhibit magnetic properties. High spin states further complicate the picture because they require an unrestricted treatment that keeps track of the spin of each electron. With that groundwork laid out, let's dive into the core of the paper. The researchers' main objective 
was to develop an algorithm that could accurately compute the properties of open-shell molecules without the steep computational costs of traditional methods. Their methodology is built on the efficient local MP2 and LNO-CCST algorithms, which have been adapted for open-shell systems. The paper presents the novel steps and approximations introduced for extending this approach to high-spin open-shell molecules. The paper reports benchmark tests that validate the accuracy of the method against traditional full-scale calculations. For systems with up to 20 to 30 atoms, the LNO-CCSD method achieved near 99.9% .9 accuracy in correlation energies, which is extremely impressive. And when it comes to applications, the implications of this development are vast. For one, the method enables the accurate modeling of complex electronic structures like organic radicals, ionization processes, and transition metal compounds. Now for the conclusion. The paper demonstrates that the new LNO-CCSD implementation provides an accurate and practical way to study open-shell systems of unprecedented size and complexity. The method facilitates high-accuracy computations on standard hardware, which is a big win for the field. As personal reflections, we think this paper will have a broad impact, not just in computational chemistry, but also in related fields such as materials science and biochemistry. It's a stepping stone toward more accessible and reliable modeling of complex molecular systems. And that's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed unraveling this cutting-edge research with us. Stay tuned for more fascinating discussions on the latest in science and technology. Until next time. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to keep questioning and learning. Are you ready to take your guitar licks to a whole new universe? Then you need an Astrostrum Galactic guitar, where every chord is a cosmic chord. Picture this, you shredding on the Orion's beltway with a telescope neck that lets you spot a supernova between solos. So, whether you're playing a gig on the International Space Station or serenading Saturn, Astrostrum's guitars have you covered with their nebula noise pickups. Imagine every riff backed by the ambient sound of cosmic radiation. And don't let zero gravity bum you out on your next spacewalk, because these guitars come with the latest anti-gravity straps. Whipping out a solo while floating among the stars? That's just another Tuesday with Astrostrum. Plus, the space-certified cases make interstellar tour dates a breeze. Their mission statement? strumming in space and beyond, creating harmony in the cosmos. So visit Astrostrum Galactic Guitars, Inc. and prepare for launch in 3, 2, 1. Lift off to a galaxy of musical excellence. And tell them Tom and Jen sent you for an out-of-this-world discount. Astrostrum Galactic Guitars, where your music is never flat, but your guitar is always stellar. And now, back to our podcast, already in orbit around your favorite topics. Welcome to our in-depth discussion podcast. Today's episode will take a deep dive into a seemingly niche but profoundly significant paper in the field of voter dynamics and opinion formation. The paper is titled Spontaneous Opinion Swings in the Voter Model with Latency by Giovanni Palermo, Anna Mancini, Antonio Desiderio, Riccardo Di Clemente, and Giulio Cimini. This piece of research stands out because it proposes a novel tweak to a classic model in statistical physics the voter model, that surprisingly leads to big changes in outcomes. The voter model is a framework used to understand how opinions spread and evolve over time within a population. 
Traditionally, this model hasn't accounted for latency periods after individuals switch their opinions. You might wonder, what's this latency all about? Think of it as a cool-down period after an agent or person changes their opinion, during which they remain impervious to further influence. One might ask, why is a latency period after changing opinion realistic or interesting? Well, it mimics real-life scenarios. For example, after a significant shift in political views, a person is unlikely to immediately flip-flop. They are more likely to ponder over their new stance for some time before reconsidering. Exactly. And while the addition of latency might seem minor, it drastically changes the model's behavior. Instead of slowly drifting towards a unanimous consensus, which is the end state of the traditional voter model, right? With latency added, the population's average opinion starts to oscillate with a regular rhythm. Let's break this down. An individual's choice to change opinion initiates a latency period, which reduces the chance of them flipping back immediately. These latency periods, when synchronized across the population, can cause waves of opinion change, and hence the model starts to sway back and forth. These oscillations are not just random noise, they are deterministic, arising from the non-Markovian nature of this modified model. That's where an agent's past behavior affects their current state. They used mathematical formulations and extensive simulations to show that oscillations are inherent to this new model. This is a revolution in the field because it mimics observed behaviors in political swing states, where opinions swing back and forth over cycles, like election periods. Indeed, it paints a more accurate picture of social behavior than the traditional voter model. The paper also proposes further extensions like different interaction structures or rules for how the latency period operates. To sum up, spontaneous opinion swings in the voter model with latency isn't just tweaking an old model for the heck of it. It's a meaningful step toward understanding real-world opinion dynamics with implications for how we model and predict social and political change. And that's our overview of this groundbreaking paper, leaving us with plenty to ponder on the interplay between personal opinion dynamics and larger societal trends. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode where we dive into another riveting topic. Have you ever stared up at the sky, wishing your packages could fly? Not just fly, Tom, but glide with a giggle and float with fun? Then buckle up, folks, because Zephyr Blade Zany Zeppelin's Inc. is the only airship service that delivers your goods with a whimsical whoop. Imagine a world where rubber chickens soar majestically over mountains and whoopee cushions cruise the clouds. That's a world brought to you by Zephyr Blade's laugh-infused logistics. Their cutting-edge Zephyr Blade propellers, made from the elusive feathers of comedy itself, slice through the air silently, except for the occasional snicker-inducing snort when they hit a punchline pocket in the atmosphere. Perfect for sending gag gifts, or shipping your entire clown car parts with a side of Snickers. So if you need your shipment to arrive wrapped in whimsy, then choose Zephyrblade Zany Zeppelin's Inc., where the sky is not the limit. It's the punchline. Their slogan, you ask? Together, soaring whimsy above all. Zephyrblade Zany Zeppelin's Inc., proudly sponsoring our sky-high shenanigans here on the podcast. Welcome back, listeners, to another fascinating episode of our podcast, where we delve deep into the world of science and technology. I'm your host, Tom. 
And I'm Jen, ready to decode some complex scientific research for you all. Today's topic is something pretty special, wouldn't you say, Tom? Absolutely. Jen, we're talking about a very niche but incredibly significant piece of research in the field of fluid dynamics, and specifically how fluids flow through packed beds and the freeboard region. Just to set the stage, a packed bed is a kind of arrangement you might find in chemical reactors. It's basically a tube filled with solid materials, like beads or pellets, and fluids flow through the spaces between them. The freeboard region refers to the space above this packed bed where the fluid has more room to move around. Understanding the flow through this entire setup is crucial for optimizing processes in chemical engineering and other industries. So let's break down the paper titled High Resolution Measurements and Simulations of the Flow Through a Packed Bed and Its Freeboard Region by researchers Wojciech Sadowski, Mohamed Sayari, Francesca Di Mare, Christine Velton, and Katharina Zeringer. The significance of this paper lies in its detailed analysis of the flow through a model packed bed reactor using something called a finite volume method based particle resolved simulation approach. Quite a mouthful, I know. In simple terms, they used a complex computer simulation to predict how fluids would flow through and above a packed bed that has 21 layers of spheres, kind of like a giant beaded necklace coiled up in a tube. These simulations were compared to real-world measurements using a technique called particle image velocimetry, or PIV, which is quite revolutionary in its ability to measure speed and direction of fluids in motion. One major takeaway from their research is how the turbulent flow in the freeboard, the region above the packed bed, influences the flow deep within the bed. Right. Their findings suggest that numerical simulations can provide extremely valuable insights into the flow within packed beds. But they make it clear that the choice of simulation approach greatly affects the accuracy of the predictions. On that note, they looked into two types of large eddy simulations for different Reynolds numbers. Now, the Reynolds number is a dimensionless value that helps predict flow patterns in different fluid flow situations. Their results indicated that simulations align well with the PIV measurements, which is great news because it means their method can be trusted to predict flow through packed beds. And one of the most interesting results I found was the discussion on wall channeling effects. It's this phenomenon where the flow near the walls of the packed bed can significantly affect flow conditions inside the bed. Exactly, Jen. And not only inside the bed, but the flow in the freeboard as well, where they observed that this flow is unsteady, dominated by swirling and flapping motions, which is critical for understanding turbulence over the bed. Practical applications of these findings could range from improving reactor designs to enhancing drying processes or even coating techniques. And to bring it all together, this study forms a vital step towards creating more accurate and reliable computational tools for predicting fluid flow in such complex environments. So there we have it, folks, a deep dive into a semi-scientific study that has the potential to make waves, pun intended, in the world of fluid dynamics and packed bed reactors. Indeed, Jen. It's studies like these that not only advance our understanding of such systems, but also lay the groundwork for future innovations across various industries. Thanks for joining us for another fascinating episode. We can't wait to unravel more scientific mysteries with you all next time. Until then, keep wondering, keep pondering, and stay curious. Goodbye from Tom. And farewell from Jen. Keep those minds sharp 
and those questions coming. See you next episode. Tired of breath that could wilt flowers at 10 paces? Or enamel that can't withstand a troll's handshake? Fear no more, fair listeners. Grin Giant Ogre Paste Inc. presents Molar Molar Mint, the toothpaste with the brawn of an ogre and the charm of a fairy godmother. Each squeeze promises a hoard of enchanted herbs. And the strength of dragon scales that could make a knight drop his sword and shield. With ogre paste, you'll never fear a cavity crevasse again. Your chompers will be tough enough to crush boulder candy. And your breath? Fresher than a lovesick unicorn's sigh. Every tube comes with a colossal club-sized brush, because bigger is better. Embrace the power of the ogre, and give your teeth the fairy tale ending they deserve. Because if it's not Grin Giant, together, you're not brushing with ogre power. Slay bad dental hygiene with Grin Giant Ogre Paste Inc., our beastly good sponsor. Now back to our enchantingly witty program. Welcome to today's episode, everyone. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. On this mind-bending journey, we'll dive into the intricate world of medical imaging and explore how a cutting-edge technique is revolutionizing the field. Prepare to have your mind expanded as we unpack the paper titled Dynamic CBCT Imaging Using Prior Model-Free Spatiotemporal Implicit Neural Representation, PNR. We're breaking down complex scientific breakthroughs into snackable knowledge bits. So sit tight as we first set the context for why this paper is a beacon in the dark sea of medical imaging challenges. Cone-beam computed tomography, CBCT, is essential in the clinic for a plethora of reasons, like guiding radiation therapy. But there's a Goliath-sized challenge. It struggles with capturing detailed images in real time, thanks to our constantly moving bodies, especially during breathing. And that's where this paper's significance shines. The proposed PMF STINAR is looking to transform dynamic CBCT reconstruction from an impossible mission into more of a walk in the park by using an insanely cool joint image reconstruction and registration approach. Indeed, Jen. And in this innovative technique, a reference volume is created first, then it harnesses machine learning to understand and anticipate the movements between scans. Now, before we dive deeper, let's clarify some terms to avoid confusion. Implicit Neural Representation, or INR, is a way for neural networks to create a map of complex 3D scenes, like the human anatomy. Imagine it's like how your GPS takes your coordinates and tells you exactly where you are. But instead, for the INR, the coordinates detail the physical traits at that location in your body. And in medical terms, we're dealing with spatiotemporal challenges. Spatial refers to the space within the body that the CBCT scans, while temporal relates to the timing or changes over time, like breathing. Perfectly summed up, Jen. With a foundation laid, let's catapult ourselves into the core of this revolutionary technique. Hold on to your seats, folks. We're about to explore the methodological galaxy of PMF STINAR. It's a melting pot of spatial and temporal INRs and a beast-blind data-driven motion model, all learning and evolving on the fly during the reconstruction process. What's particularly groundbreaking here is that PMF STINAR doesn't need any prior knowledge about the patient, so it sidesteps the issues previous methods faced. It effectively deals with undersampling challenges. Think trying to recreate a whole movie from a few film stills. A multi-staged approach ensures 
learning happens in baby steps, from prepping the INRs with initial data to slowly honing the motion modeling craft, ensuring the system doesn't get overwhelmed. Throughout the study, a variety of tests showed that this one-shot learning-based PMF STIN-R is nothing short of rock solid. It can reconstruct dynamic CBCTs capturing even irregular motions with exquisite temporal resolution and accuracy. Jumping into implications, it's like we're looking at a new superhero in town for motion monitoring during radiotherapy. With such precise imaging, clinicians can deliver more effective treatments, minimize exposure to radiation, and importantly, improve patient outcomes. Bringing our exploration to a close, the takeaways are monumental. With PMF Stinar's ability to conquer previously uncharted territory in medical imaging, the future looks as bright as the screens radiologists squint at. Reflecting on the magnitude of this paper, it's not just a stepping stone. It's a quantum leap toward enhancing real-time imaging in a myriad of applications. The potential for this to shift into real-time tumor tracking is, frankly, spine-tingling. Absolutely, Jen. The elegance of PMF Stin R could be a game-changer in the theater of medical interventions, and we can't wait to see how this story unfolds. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope today's episode has illuminated the path of medical imaging's future for you as much as it did for us. Stay curious and make sure to join us next time as we continue to unravel the mysteries of science. Until then, I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Keep questioning and keep exploring. Get ready to carve out some excitement with our sponsor, Cybergord Inc. Where futuristic farming meets jack-o'-lantern chic. These aren't your grandma's pumpkins, folks. Oh no, these high-tech gourds come with built-in LED smiles or frowns. No more messy carving. Scare away those pesky porch pirates with the pumpkin protector mode. It's got night vision to catch them orange-handed. And let's not forget the Pumpkinator. It can tell you a recipe for pumpkin soup while scaring off squirrels with its ultrasonic waves. Each cybergourd runs on biodegradable batteries because we like our pumpkins eco-friendly and slightly eerie. So plug into your patch with Cybergourd Inc., where the future's bright, the future's orange, and the pumpkins have better Wi-Fi than you do. Order now and tell them Tom and Jen sent you for an eerily smart porch companion. Cybergourd Inc., get your geek on with a gourd. Thank you.